Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts podcast. I'm so delighted to be with you today, and especially to be with my very special guest, Jonathan Kane. Now, I know you've got a brand new single out, uh, Oh Lord Lead Us. I've been listening to it. I know it's getting a lot of play and a lot of downloads. Tell me about it. Well, you know, it was uh, New Year's Eve came along, and they uh, I was leading worship that uh, that night in at City of Destiny where Paula preaches, and I was looking for a song, a special song that um, talked about you know God leading us into a new season and coming out of COVID and all uh, the pandemic, you know, just like resetting, uh, you know, that whole period felt like 9-11 to me for yes. some reason. Lock this all down, and the, and I remember specifically praying, you know, Holy Spirit, do something here, and and because it was just, you know, where else are you going to turn? There's no place else to turn, and so I thought to myself, uh, we need a song that says, uh, we we want freedom without any fear, and and you lead us, and and it really what it was, I opened up my Bible, and I, in Psalm 105, it says, look to the Lord for strength, seek His face always. And I went, uh-huh, seek his face always. So I said, that's right. Oh, Lord, lead us, lead us, you know, into every new season, every new year. And that was it. And I was like, oh, and so I continued uh, in my searching through the Bible and the opening line. And, and even young men get weary, stumble and fall was right out of Isaiah, you know. And I think, did we ever stumble and fall? Did we ever? You know, we all did. And, um, and some of us even recovered from it, you know? Um, so it was just a necessity, uh, at the time I wanted to write a, a joyful song, mm -hmm. but I wanted to reverence song. So at the end, when it goes into the slow part, um, you know, I, I just give Lord all the praise, you know, it's like, <laughs> you're our living hope, you know, and, and, um, just sort of a prayer at the end, mm -hmm. um, Great is your faithfulness, bringing glory unto oh Lord lead us. Well, I and, sure uh, like it. But I think he was pleased, you know, and and I kept my identity in the song, but you know, I wanted a little bit of that Southern gospel thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, an, a, a rhythm and blues singer at all. But um, I wanted that sort of beginning, and I wanted that have you know a joyful, a joyful cry, you know, and and um, and, and it turned out really great because. You, you know, there's sort of, there's a bit of storytelling and, and everything else, but I, I I was just really led by scripture, um, and to write that. And when we performed it, uh, it was met with a you know really really a, a great amount of approval. So and it was interesting because I was teaching first fruits with Paula uh, on Daystar, and it was like, well, John, you're going to get in the studio and record that, aren't you? You know, because I had just written it for the church and i and i thought to myself well what first fruit you know god's given me this gift of music and this this sort of psalmist ability to take what i see in his word and turn it into music and uh, i consider myself a modern day psalmist uh, to a large degree and i get compared to michael w smith which i don't think i sound like but, you know. <laughs> that's a nice comparison <laughs> yeah uh, he plays piano and uh, so but it, you know, th this this song is almost like my "Don't Stop Believing" it, uh, as far as um, reaching a lot of people. The amount of uh, 
sort of streams I'm getting on Spotify is extraordinary. It, and so I think I finally hit a nerve there. And it's just nice to have one out there, you know, that uh, that resonates and that ministers to people. Well, you uh, you mentioned uh, Don't Stop Believing. Of course, uh, everybody knows that, you, that I, I guess you call that almost like a theme song to you. I can't imagine you going anywhere without somebody wanting you to play uh, Don't Stop Believing. I, I, I looked online. I've seen you singing, singing that song all over the world, Jonathan. <laughs> We we do, and you know, uh, on Saturday night I was at a wedding. A good friend of ours, uh, Tim Clinton's son, got married uh, in Lynchburg, you know, Liberty there, and uh, it was a beautiful wedding. And I got up and sang, and I explained to the crowd. I said, you know, hold on to that feeling. I said, you know, that Holy Spirit feeling. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you thinking when you wrote that song uh, with Journey? Uh, were you thinking yeah. about the Holy Spirit then? Absolutely. No, absolutely. I'll, you know, God creeps into my music, um, even like the song Faithfully. Yes. Uh, I was in a hotel room, hotel room all by myself, and I started the song on a bus, and I had this lyric written on a napkin, and and, and I just looked at it, and I said, I, I got to finish this song, you know, and so half an hour goes by, and I got the whole entire lyric, and then I'm plunking out a melody on my little Casio, and, and uh, you know, that. I'm on a big grand piano singing faithfully. And I thought to myself, how in the world did I do that by myself? You know, and for the longest time I pondered it and I thought, well, I wasn't alone in that room. <laughs> that might that might have been, you know, the Holy Spirit just being my uh my mentor. And you know, I I feel uh since I've come back, you know, as a follower, a true follower of Christ full time, you know, like I was in 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 and out you know of my faith you know like a part-time christian and you know kids were born you know when i kid my kids were born you know i i went straight back to church and led them to jesus and got them you know baptized and confirmed and i met this great pastor who kind of you know got me back on track but during the day's journey um my dad always covered me. My dad was a prayerful man. He was a prophetic man and, and prophesied over me when I was eight years old, that I was going to be a famous musician and play for 10,000 people a night. You know? That's, that's, and I was, yeah, that's in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote a book and called don't stop believing of course. And those are the three words my dad gave me when I thought about quitting the music business in LA, you know, cause I, I've been handed it big time it was yeah it was like everything that i could to keep uh keep the wheels on and and he said son uh, i've always had a vision for you don't stop believing and then i wrote that down and um so you know it was always dad praying uh there's something greater and every every time i'd get a little ahead he'd say it's a stepping stone to something greater that's what he always said and then finally when i said dad i think i'm in a journey he's like well now now we're talking that's what i well, that's what I had for you. And, um, and, and so fitting though, at the end, the last song in 1981, I had his, uh, saying in my lyric book and I never had done nothing with it. A lot of times I'll write things down and I don't know what they are yet. You know, I, I have to let it marinate and, and sort of like fruit on the vine. You can't, you can't pick it before it's time. You know, you just got to let it ripen and ripen. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah. Uh, journey journey totally and so i brought it in I, I wrote a chorus i mean in a half an hour once again you know everything when i write uh god makes it urgent 
for me. You know, um, I don't like leave things laying around very much when, um, um, it has to be now, you know, and, and when you have an idea, when there is that seed of creativity, you have to capture it. It's almost like, you know, hunting a deer or something, you know, you, you, you go for it in the moment. And, um, and, and Don't Stop Believing was the same thing. I instantly came up with this chorus probably half an hour later. I, I brought it in and the rest was history. The band, you know, turned it into something amazing. And I even made it sort of autobiographical because I, when I was struggling there, I lived in Laurel Canyon and that boulevard was right at the foot, foot, foot of that, of that street there. So I would go on Friday night, watch the menagerie and all the crazy, my brother and I, uh, would watch how crazy it would get, you know, and I said to Steve Perry, uh, this, this sounds like, you know, Sunset Boulevard and Neil had sort of dig 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 you know, train thing. And I was like, well, you know, that midnight train to Georgia, what if it was a midnight train going anywhere, you know? And, uh, and he went there with me and, and God, I knew, I guess when I sat there talking to Steve that God had did that, he had, he had put me there. He had put me in Steve Perry's room, living room to write songs, you know, and I, I just was so grateful um, to be with such a talented, uh, amazing man who had a voice like an angel, you know, what a gift. And, you know, when I, when I lost my record deal in LA and I was selling stereos, people would ask me, what are you going to do now, John? And I said to them very boldly, I'm going to find somebody with a great voice to sing my songs. And what did God do? He put me with Steve Perry, you know, (laughs) I mean, if that is not, you know, a supernatural breakthrough anointing favor, you know, that God just plunked me out of LA, you know, I'm starving, barely making the rent uh, to San Francisco in one of the top 10 bands, you know, in the country making an album with a band I never played a note with. I mean, well, I can't even make just, you know, so, so I guess I, I was still his son all the way, you know, and, and my father said, never look back, you know, always look forward and never give it a second thought. He said, you know, you earn this, you deserve it. And, and um, you worked hard. Uh, you know, you're 31 years old. You get, you, you catch your dream right now. And those were good, good words of advice. Um, good for- words from a dad. And it's amazing to me, Jonathan, that, you know, so many people think, well, what's the, you know, how do you write a song? Can you, can you imagine that, uh, you know, top selling international rock group uh, with, with, with great songs that start out on a napkin and a Casio yeah. in a hotel room yeah. and, and right. another singer by the name of Steve Perry, uh, lead singer of the group called Journey, internationally known around the world. Uh, it, it doesn't seem possible. But with your faith, Jonathan, there's nothing that's impossible. That's what my message is to your listeners today is that, you know, it's never too late to give him thanks, to give him praise. Never too late. You are worthy. He is jealous for you. He is, um, you know, when I found out that. When, you know, when I returned full time, you know, and it took me, I had to go to Africa uh, to get prayer. I went to Ghana with Paul, the spiritual uh, father, uh, Archbishop Duncan Williams. And, oh, I know him very he, well. I put his daughter through through college. <laughs> yeah. And he looked, he, you know, he looked at me and he said, you know, we'll get there. He said, you, you need some work. To, you got a lot of work to do. But he said, I'll get you there. I'll get you back to where you need to be. And, and, and by golly, he did, you know, and with a lot of prayer and he prayed over me and Paula. And um, of course, Paula is 
such a master of the scripture and I, and, and, and just everything, you know, from, from first fruit to atone, day of atonement and the whole thing, you know, the tabernacles. Um, I just love uh, the beauty of, of, of the Bible. Like, like I'm seeing it like I never saw it before. So it's brand new for me, you know. Your wife is a, is a Bible encyclopedia. Uh, when she opens her mouth, when I hear her, and I've, I've been with your wife, I, I've, I've, known, I've known Paula, I guess I've known her for more than 25 years. And right. she is a Bible expository preacher. Uh, she is a Bible encyclopedia. And, uh, uh, you know, Lindsay and I love her very much. Thank you. And, you know, I, when I write my music, I mean, I kind of made my ministry about scripture. I, I you know, I, I noticed that a lot of the, the new Christian songs, they, there wasn't any scripture in them, you know, not to say, you know, it was kind of subtle and, you know, the back door kind of thing. And I, I said, you know, there's just too many great things in, in scripture that need to be sung, you know, that need to, we, we need to remind people, you know, and, and for me, like, oh Lord lead us. I love the part, you know, in the, in scripture, it says the old has gone now, a new creation has come, you know, like we have a chance every year to let our old selves die. We choose, we can choose to do that and create something new. And that's kind of um, what hit me about new year's. It's almost like a sacred day to realign with God and say, I could do better. You know, let, let me get rid of this thing uh, that I used to be. And, and let me, reset with you. Let me put you first and I'll follow you. And I found that every year um, I make that kind of my resolution that I could do better in a lot of areas, you know, try to be better. And and I let him lead me. And and it's fun uh, to actually have song, you know, that uh, is your philosophy yeah. and, and, and flex your faith. You know? Wow, that's wonderful. Uh, now this, this uh, new song is going to be part of a worship album where you are you in the process of doing that album now? I am. I am. And it, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm nearly, I got about three songs left. Um, it's, you know, more probably based in worship. Um, it's a little, I think it's, it goes almost back to the first album I did, what God wants to hear, but it's even, I think more, you know, steeped in a, in a sort of a sing where you could sing a song, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I wrote this interesting song about Pentecost. Um, you know, I was teaching with Paula uh, about Pentecost Sunday, and I thought, you know, I, I wanted to see if there was anything, you know, remotely, you know, there was an old Mahalia Jackson song called The Upper Room. I'm like, I listened to it, and I was like, well, sounds really old. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. You know, I want to take what I believe, you know, happened and, and turn it into something. It, and it really... Uh, so there wasn't really a new song that, that I think that really spoke about, um, you know, what Luke wrote about, you know, and it's so interesting that apostle Luke being a physician, you know, would see the transformation of natural into supernatural and recognize it and, and, and write it with such respect, you know, like there was, you know, this mighty wind and tongues of fire and, you know, uh, only a physician would know what was going on, you know, and, and most of the time, you know, doctors don't believe in the supernatural, but it, I think it's ironic that, that we get, you know, uh, after Jesus uh, ascends to heaven, we get Luke telling us about what's going on, you know? And, and so I love that. Um, yeah, that's wonderful. One of the holiest days 
of our uh, calendar because it is the birth of the church and it is when heaven invades and actually comes down, you know, and all these souls are saved. It's like the beginning of salvation where the apostles go forth, you know, and the timing of the thing was extraordinary where they were speaking in tongues, all these different languages and all these people had gathered there from many countries at a celebration at a celebration. And when you look at that, the day of Pentecost, and and that's something as a Catholic, you know, we celebrated. um, But I just thought it's an extraordinary day. And so I had to write the song. So I did. And and I'm I'm pretty excited to get that uh, finished in the studio and and several, several songs that I really feel are, are very reverent. And I didn't write it so much as a commercial, but I wrote it as a praise. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very psalmist in, in, in a sense that um, it's about worship, you know, and, and the word worship uh, comes from the Greek word proskuneo, which means to kiss the hand, you know, and, and, you know, in this album, I feel like I'm really um, adoring the idea of the, the act of worship because being a worship leader for all these years now has taught me, you know, what it means to connect you know, with the congregation and get them there, you know, get them. Now, now, and, Jonathan, you mentioned, you mentioned commercial and praise and you, you yeah. take, you take me right to my next question. Cause I've, I've got to ask you, and I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times in interviews and so on and so forth, but how does a guy from journey all over the world, how does a guy from journey get hooked up with a pastor named Paula White with all of her influence especially in the conservative world. How does a guy from Journey get hooked up with Pastor Paula White? Well, it can only be God. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. well, here I am on South Airlines heading to, uh, I think we're going to San Antonio. And she sat down next to me and I was working on my book, um, a memoir on my laptop. And I, I was writing this chapter about the school fire I was in, you know, 92 children perish and three, three nuns. And, and I was, uh, you know, sort of just reminiscing on the whole thing. And, you know, uh, the abandonment I had, uh, issue I had with what was Jesus really, did he, did he leave us there? <laughs> you know, what, where, where was Jesus? You know, and mm-hmm. that was my question. And I, I sort of being an eight year old, I couldn't put it all together that, you know, we have a sovereign God and he doesn't make those choices and, you know, the enemy comes and has his way. But what I found uh, with Paula was uh, I, I asked her, I said, can I have a relationship, you know, with Jesus that I had before the fire, you know, and I explained to her the fire and, and uh, just, you know, I felt numb. Uh, I just didn't know what to do with 98 little souls, 98 young souls. What do, how, where do I, how do I categorize it? You know? And, and so she said, you know, it's never too late to return to the Lord. And she said, you know, sometimes great change takes great sacrifice, you know, and I thought that was wisdom. And, and I, I explained to her, you know, that our fire was the model that changed the laws for fire safety for schools around the world, mm-hmm. you know, and something this horrendous would never happen again. So I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, and, uh, Definitely, John, you know, you've been running from, from nothing. You don't need to run. You just need to, you know, stand your ground and embrace God and, 
And uh, so I took that, you know, and she gave me a few scriptures, of course, you know, to read and uh, in her email. And I started sending her these nature pictures that I had taken on the road. And then she had uh, some scriptures she wanted me to put on them because I, I work in Photoshop. So I was just helping her with her Facebook page, you know, because <laughs> I, I had these glorious pictures. And it was funny, um, as a photographer, I kept seeing God in my lens, you know. I'd see glory. I'd see Jesus. I'd see these amazing sights that only God could, could you know, put together the colors and extraordinary uh, things that I would photograph and say, this is the glory of God, you know. <laughs> and and he was calling me back through my camera lens, you know. Uh, and, and Paula uh, helped me realize that, you know, uh, through her. She'd say, well, put this psalm in here, and, you know, and then I have this ism. I want you to. You know, and so we we stayed in touch that way, you know, and then um, my son had um, had a drug problem, you know, and her her son had the same thing and went to many rehabs. And so I, I leaned on her for advice. And, you know, so we had so much in common. That, that's, I think, what's incredible. And I wanted to be a priest when I was eight years old. After, before the fire, you know, I told my parents, uh, I'm definitely set on being a priest, you know, and, you know, um, the church did a lot of things wrong, uh, at that point, you know, and it all came out and, you know, my mom was angry at the church and I, I was kind of numb, you know, I just said, I don't know. And, uh, music really, uh, was a great, uh, yeah. way of getting it all. Yeah, you, know, my, you had that prophetic word from your dad. Yeah. And he gave me that gift of music and he said, let, let me take you, let me shift you right here. Uh, and get you out of the the grief and the shock and the whole thing and and so he he gave me this gift of music and, and I feel like it, it was part partly a redemption. I mean, I went to Washington D.C. for music in schools and I told the story about my father taking me to music lessons and it's no accident that um, your grades are better. Uh, people that play in the band are all A students. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing uh, that music uh, aligns the brain. Uh, with with these algorithms that um, I don't think you can get anywhere else, you know, when you when you're learning to play an instrument, and uh, so so I always be grateful for Dad, you know, for uh, for seeing that and recognizing it, and I and I challenge uh, all the fathers listening out there to recognize the true gifts your children have, you know, to really encourage and and uh, and support. Uh, you know, you, but you have to see it, you know, like my, my kids, uh, I knew they had music. So I, I supported their musical dreams. They all, they're all music oriented kids. Mm -hmm. My, they all sing and my son plays drums, guitar, he produces songs. And, you know, both of my daughters are amazing singers. One sounds like Blondie, one sounds like Carrie Underwood. I mean, <laughs> can't even make this up. So I have a really musical, but I encourage that, you know, I have encouraged and I've supported it over the years. And, and I think that, you know, uh, you know, there, I think the left tries to demasculate uh, the family, you know, and take the dad out of leading, you know, and I think what we're missing right now in families are, is leadership, yeah. you know, and my dad leader uh, in every way, you know, uh, spiritually, financially he made the right calls you know no matter what uh, my dad was a leader you know and and he led uh boldly you know and and i'll always remember that and he used to when i step out of line he say you know john 
You got my name. You got my blood running through your veins. You represent me on this earth. Don't ever disappoint me. Don't ever embarrass me. You have my name. You know what that means? Yes, I do. Yeah. That means you're part of me. So don't act like a doofus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you and, you and Paula have been married how long now? Oh, seven years now. Seven yeah. years. Wow. We're both, we're both, you know, twice married before. And the, the funny part of it is that we had so much craziness, you know, in our old, in our old, in our marriages before, you know, it's just nuts, crazy stuff that we can say, wow, we, that was just, you know, so we appreciate the sanity and the peace that we bring to each other. And, you know, we're able to reset and marriage that we've always wanted. Yeah. I mean, I, I, all, and I have the marriage that I dreamed about, you know, and the only thing missing is our, is a kid, you know, <laughs> we, we were a little too late for the child. But, <laughs> well, aren't you glad he's the God of a second chance <laughs> and a third chance and a fourth. He's, he's a God of a continual chance to start fresh. Like you were talking earlier. Well, you know, and, and Paul, Paula preaches that we have an exceptional God that makes exceptions. I think that was Jesus's message when he came down and they tried to trip him up in every way, you know, with the law, like, what are you going to do here? You know? Um, and he would always befuddle them and say, you know, go and sin no more, you know? And, um, Mercy. I think he <laughs> gave us that forgiveness piece that, yeah. um, uh, we all need to remember, um, that was, he came for relationships and he came for his church. And you know, I'm just, uh, I'm always astounded how he was just such a riddle. You know, he, you know, he would get people scratching their head. And like he said, what, you know, like I, I was uh, re- reminiscing about when, uh, where was it? Uh, he was, um, I'm trying to think of the one time he came in, um, I believe it was on the day of atonement and, and he announced that, uh, on the feast that he was the way the, the life, you know, the light. And they, they tried, they threw stones at him, you know, and, and he had to run for it, but on his way out of town, he healed a blind man, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you go, this guy, you know, I mean, our God, uh, you know, and, and Jesus was always keeping them guessing, you know, he was unpredictable, you know, in his three years of ministry and everything they've written about him is, um, just unbelievable. So the more I learn about the, I, I call him my feisty Jesus, you know, because his timing was so impeccable. Yeah, yeah, and he know? wasn't, uh, he wasn't complacent at all. <laughs> no, I showed up, you know, at the feasts, you know, and the fact that, you know, he went to a wedding, you know, I love the, I love the idea that he went to a wedding, you know, uh, he chose to, to go there, you know, and it just, it shows you um, how much, he loved us. What's next for Jonathan Kane? I know you're working on this album. Uh, 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 is Journey going back out on tour? I know you're still doing worship in the church in, in Florida. What, what's what's next? We're, we're planning 2022 now. We uh, have kind of almost completed a new uh, uh, album for BMG, I believe, uh, that'll be out next year. And so we're looking at putting a tour together um, for 22. But we have Las Vegas first. We're going to do uh, a run at uh, Richard Branson's new hotel. It's called the uh, Virgin Vegas. It's 
the hard rock and it's the joint. And then we have an interesting show we're going to do with the Vegas Symphony. We're going to do a, an orchestra concert at Caesars, uh-huh. I think, uh, right before Christmas. At the Coliseum? And at the Coliseum. Yeah, That'll yeah. be the one night only thing. And looking forward to, uh, we did we did something similar back a few years ago with the Hollywood Bowl with the L.A. Philharmonic. Mm-hmm. So we have the chart. We decided to, you know, revisit that again and film it and record it and have something, you know, extraordinary that people haven't heard before, you know? So, um, that'll be, that'll be cool. And, you know, we're looking for the right opening act for next year. I I can't say we have, you know, a couple really uh, cool people, uh, lined up. They just have to say yes. And, you know, so the new album, and then I'll, I'll have my, uh, my praise album done, you know, at that point. And, you know, uh, I guess I'll have to, get someone else to lead worship when I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> she turned me into worship leader and I'm, I, I know I'm going to miss it at church for sure. Um, but, but Jonathan, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, and if I may say this about you and what I, what I've known about you watching you over the years, I believe that it is your worship leading. That is the grounding. It grounds mm. you for all yes. that you do. I, for example, I know, a a man who's a tremendous prophet. He is speaking into the lives of leaders all over the nation, but God has kept him in a, in a small town as a pastor. And he said, this grounds me so that I can do the other things. And I think your worship leading grounds you so you can, you can do the journey. You can do uh, the other things that that you feel called of God to do. Uh, Richard, absolutely. And you know, people ask me, well, how do they work together? And I said, I think one feeds the other. Yeah. You know, I said, I, I get inspiration. I get um, energy. I get, uh, you know, inside um, to please, you know, Paula preaches uh, that God rides on the waves of sound, you know, and, you know, if you please him in, in, in a, for such a time as this, and he will reward you, you know, and I feel like that because I have praised him, because I have taken, you know, my time, treasure and talent to honor him. He has, you know, given me, you know, us, you know, I mean, I'm 71 years old. I don't feel 71. Well, I don't think you're, anybody. You're, you're just one year younger than me. <laughs> it's like when my father passed away, uh, I was destroyed and I, I didn't know how I was going to carry out because I always thought that I played every note would trace back to him. And then Holy Spirit came came into me one afternoon and said, no, John, I was sitting at the piano and he said, it's always been me. And I said, yeah. what, God, what? It's always been me through him for me. So get over yourself, you know? And I thought, oh my, you know, well, that was a, the aha moment I had um, that I truly was his son that, yeah. you know, that he would, you know, I was set apart to be his son. And so I go, all right, all right. So I, I believe that I walk, uh, I've always walked uh, in, you know, t- to please him. You know, and, and my father, you know, I was always pleasing my dad, but I was pleasing God, you know, by by my father, because he was such a godly man, um, loved Jesus and, and led me to Jesus at an early age. People ask me, why did you get saved? I said, probably when I was born. I said, you know, I had Jesus on my heart. He said, his name was written on my heart the whole time, yeah. you know, and and uh, I tell you what, uh, and that's because of my dad. Thank God for parents. Thank God for parents investing in our lives. Those of you who've been listening and, and watching today, you've been getting an in-depth look at Jonathan Cain. 
not only his ministry, uh, but and his worship leading and his uh, his writing ability, but also his his uh, uh, his music uh, interests around the world through Journey and other things. Jonathan, I would be derelict if I didn't uh, ask you to pray over people today. And then let me follow you with a prayer because there are people watching right now who are just absolutely fascinated. They've never had an in-depth look at, at somebody like you, somebody who's been through what you've been through, been down the road that you've been through and are having a great impact upon people around the world. So would you pray over people and then let me pray? Yes. Uh, Father God, we come to you uh, with a grateful heart. We come to you because you are faithful. You are the greatest um, love that we have ever known. Um, and we want to, we want to especially reach out to those people that are feeling unworthy, uh, at this time, the feeling it's too late for your love, too late to come to you, father God, uh, that the door might be shut, that, uh, they don't feel that they can return, um, to your grace and, and to those people, uh, who are doubting, you know, your grateful, your, your grateful heart and we're doubting the fact that they can't return to you. I say the door is always open that you're, you're an open door, father God, and, and everyone is welcome at your throne room. Everyone is welcome. Uh, and, and they would be missing out so much by standing back, by not reaching out It's never too late to return to your throne room, to receive you, in, in the deepest way. And, and those that do, and those that will take that first step and say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, you know, I surrender to you. Those that will pour themselves out to you, Father, will receive blessings and favor that are so bountiful that it'll blow their minds, that you will have something so rare and so great for them for just simply saying, yes, I love you. And, and so we pray this over all the people that are on the fence right now um, that are, I say to them, consider Jesus, consider Jesus. For this, I give you much thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I add my prayers to Jonathan's prayers because he is only a prayer away and you can be on a first name basis, <laughs> a first name basis with the Lord. And if you are on the fence like Jonathan just prayed, I pray right now in the authority of Jesus' name that you would say, it doesn't matter what's happened in the past. It doesn't, happen, doesn't matter where I've been or what I've been through. Today is the beginning, a new beginning in my life, and I take a step toward God. I take a step toward a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. When I was 19 years old, Jonathan, I gave my heart to the Lord. I was going one way and suddenly my life changed and I went another direction. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Who hasn't? But the good news is every time I picked myself up, I've repented and I've asked God to forgive me and started fresh. And my friend, you can do that too. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you've been through, you can start fresh with Jesus today. And I pray that you will in his mighty name. Amen and amen. Jonathan, thank you. Thank you so much for being with me today. Honor, honor, honor well, to be thank with you, you, sir. Thank you. And please greet your dear wife, Pastor Paula. She and has been a friend to Lindsay and me for more than 25 years. We love her very much. And all your family? Yeah, Will. Uh, she just had cataract surgery, so uh, she's uh, recovering. Um, I think it's going to be good. Uh, poor thing. She's she's too young to have that, but, you know. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad she's doing well. Greet her for me and uh, God bless you and all that you all that you're doing. And thank you for being a part of Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts today. I'll see you next time with another very special guest. Goodbye and God bless. Text giving is now available. It's as simple as taking out your mobile phone and opening your text app. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833-881-6442. Then just follow the prompts. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. That's RRM to 833-881-6442 in the USA and RRM Canada to 77977 if you're in Canada. And we'll put the numbers in the show notes for easy reference. Your generosity makes a difference.